Here is the closing Schwab market update as of 4.15 p.m. Eastern Time, 15 minutes after market close for Wednesday, September 28th. U.S. equities ended today's session with solid gains to pair some of a recent plunge to lows not seen since 2020. However, volatility remained, notably in the currency and bond markets, as the global markets reacted to the Bank of England's decision to purchase long-term bonds to try to ease pressures on its financial system. The Bank of England's action came as the British pound has tumbled to multi-decade lows and bond yields have surged recently. Treasury yields dropped and the U.S. dollar was sharply lower amid the volatile action. Crude oil and gold prices rallied, with the former bolstered by the landfall of Hurricane Ian in Florida. In equity news, Biogen surged after reporting that a study showed its experimental Alzheimer's drug significantly slowed the progression of the disease, while VF Corporation lowered its full-year earnings guidance. In economic news, mortgage applications and pending home sales declined as interest rates continued to spike, the trade deficit narrowed more than forecasts, and wholesale inventories rose much more than expected. Europe ended mixed and choppy trading after the Bank of England's decision, and Asia finished broadly lower, led by Hong Kong, with the global markets remaining skittish amid the volatility in the currency and bond markets. The Dow Jones Industrial Average rose 549 points, or 1.9%, to 29,684. The S&P 500 index was up 72 points, or 2%, to 3,719, and the Nasdaq Composite rallied 222 points, or 2.1%, to 11,052. In moderate volume, 4.6 billion shares of NYSE-listed stocks were traded, and 4.5 billion shares changed hands on the Nasdaq. WTI crude oil gained $3.65 to $82.15 per barrel. Elsewhere, the gold spot price jumped $33.50 to $1,669.70 per ounce, and the dollar index tumbled 1.2% to 112.75. In equity news on Wednesday, Biogen Incorporated, ticker symbol BIIB, surged nearly 40% after reporting, along with its Japanese partner, ASI Company Limited, ticker symbol ESALY, that a study showed their experimental Alzheimer's drug significantly slowed the progression of the disease. ASI jumped nearly 60%, and the news also boosted other drug makers' stocks. VF Corporation, ticker symbol VFC, lowered its full-year earnings guidance, citing ongoing uncertainty in the current environment, weaker-than-expected back-to-school performance at its Vans footwear segment, and increasing inventories leading to a more promotional environment in North America in the fall. The company also announced a non-cash impairment charge on its Supreme unit, the apparel and footwear company, as a result of higher interest rates and foreign currency fluctuations. Shares were lower. The S&P 500 index rebounded from levels not seen since 2020 that came in the wake of persistent inflation pressures, which has forced the Fed to aggressively tighten monetary policy, as discussed in the article titled Stock Market Volatility, Worries Mount. Meanwhile, as the markets gear up for the start of the third quarter earnings season in a couple weeks, Schwab's chief investment strategist Lizanne Saunders discusses in her latest article titled Earnings, Trampled Underfoot, how the bear market has been driven by multiple compression, making valuations look relatively compelling, but expected weakness in earnings may limit the upside potential for stocks. You can follow Lizanne on Twitter, at Lizanne Saunders.
Read all our market commentary on our Insights and Education page, and you can follow us on Twitter at Schwab Research. In economic news on Wednesday, the MBA Mortgage Application Index declined to 3.7% last week, following the prior week's increase of 3.8%. The index decreased as a 10.9% drop for the Refinance Index was accompanied by a 0.4% dip for the Purchase Index. The decline came as the average 30-year mortgage rate advanced 27 basis points to 6.52%, which is up 342 basis points versus a year ago. In other housing news, pending home sales fell more than expected, dropping by 2% month-over-month in August, versus the Bloomberg consensus estimate of a 1.5% decline and following July's favorably revised 0.6% decrease. Sales fell 22.5% year-over-year versus estimates of a 24.5% drop and on the heels of July's positively revised 22.2% fall. Pending home sales reflect contract signings and are a gauge of the pipeline of existing home sales as properties typically go under contract a month or two before they are sold. The advanced goods trade balance showed that the August deficit narrowed more than expected to $87.3 billion, versus estimates calling for it to contract slightly to $89 billion from July's upwardly revised shortfall of $90.2 billion. Preliminary wholesale inventories rose 1.3% month-over-month for August, compared to expectations of a 0.4% gain and versus July's unrevised 0.6% increase. Treasury yields dropped, with the yield on the two-year note down 21 basis points to 4.11%, the yield on the 10-year note declining 26 basis points to 3.71%, and the 30-year bond rate decreasing 16 basis points to 3.67%. Bond yields paired some of a recent drop, and the U.S. dollar pulled back from multi-decade highs that came following the Fed's 75 basis point rate hike for a third straight meeting last week. Schwab's chief fixed income strategist Kathy Jones discusses the Fed's decision in her latest article titled With Inflation Offsides, the Fed Keeps Hiking, which included downgraded economic growth forecasts and an increased unemployment rate outlook as inflation remains the central bank's primary concern. She also provides analysis of the greenback in her commentary titled The Strong Dollar. Can it continue? You can follow Kathy on Twitter at Kathy Jones. Tomorrow's economic calendar will be somewhat light, beginning with initial jobless claims for the week ended September 24th, forecasted to show 215,000 first-time unemployment applications were filed. The final look of three at second quarter GDP is also on deck, with the headline figure expected to remain at the 0.6% quarter-over-quarter contraction posted in the first revision and personal consumption to hold at the previous 1.5% quarter-over-quarter increase. The GDP price index and the core PCE index are projected to remain at their prior increases of 8.9% and 4.4% respectively. In international news on Wednesday, stocks in Europe finished mixed, bouncing back from early losses as the markets reacted to the announcement that the Bank of England will buy long-term bonds to try to stabilize its financial markets. Bloomberg noted that the Bank of England took these actions after warnings from investment banks and fund managers of the stress caused by the dramatic moves in the bond and currency markets for some time. 
The British pound and the euro have dropped sharply this year, with the former hitting multi-decade lows and bond yields in the region have surged. The moves have come as central banks, led by the Fed, have tightened monetary policies aggressively, including the Bank of England, to try to arrest persisting global inflation pressures. The pound overcame early pressure and was sharply higher versus the U.S. dollar after the Bank of England's action, but U.K. bond yields plunged. The euro was also higher compared to the greenback and bond yields in most of the eurozone dropped. Economic data in the region was on the negative side, with German consumer confidence dropping to a new record low for a fourth straight month. Additionally, French consumer confidence fell more than expected, along with Italian consumer confidence. The energy crisis in the region, stemming from the ongoing war in Ukraine, has weighed on sentiment in the region and boosted inflation pressures. As such, the UK announced the largest tax cut since the 1970s, which has been said to have amplified the moves in the currency and bond markets, which forced the Bank of England's decision today. Further complicating the energy crisis, yesterday the Nord Stream pipeline system, which transports Russian gas throughout the region, suffered damage that has led to several gas leaks in the Baltic Sea. This damage is solidifying concerns that Europe may have to survive the winter without significant Russian gas flows. Schwab's chief global investment strategist Jeffrey Kleintop CFA notes in his latest article titled What's Next? Good, Bad, and Ugly that the persistence of global inflation could determine which of the three paths central banks may follow and which market qualities investors might consider for their portfolios. You can follow Jeff on Twitter at Jeffrey Kleintop. The UK FTSE 100 index was up 0.3%. France's CAC 40 index ticked 0.2% higher, Germany's DAX index rose 0.4%, and Switzerland's Swiss market index gained 0.9%, while Spain's IBEX 35 index was little changed, and Italy's FTSE MIB index declined 0.5%. Stocks in Asia finished broadly lower, with the global markets continuing to be uneasy amid the sharp rise in the U.S. dollar, which has weighed on the Japanese yen and China's currency. Moreover, bond yields around the world have moved solidly higher to exacerbate sentiment and concerns about a global recession. The tightening world's financial conditions has come as central banks in North America, the Eurozone, and the UK have moved to make monetary policies restrictive to fight persisting inflation pressures. The actions have been led by the ultra-aggressive measures out of the US, which has the US dollar rallying to fresh multi-decade highs. Adding further downside pressure on currencies in Japan and China, the Bank of Japan and China's central bank have bucked the trend as China even loosened policy to try to boost the world's second-largest economy that has also been hampered by the impact of COVID-related lockdowns, regulatory crackdowns, real estate issues, and elevated geopolitical tensions with the U.S. Schwab's Jeffrey Kleintop provides commentary on China's situation in his article titled China Q&A, Top 5 Questions discussing various topics including inflationary concerns, currency movements, government policies, and more. In economic news in the region, Australia's retail sales rose at a slightly larger amount than anticipated for August. Japan's August machine tool orders were unrevised at a 10.7% year-over-year gain, while South Korea's retail sales grew solidly for last month. Losses for Japanese markets may have been limited by a rally in shares of ASI Company Limited on the results of its Alzheimer's treatment along with its partner, Biogen. 
Japan's Nikkei 225 index declined 1.5%, with the yen sitting at multi-decade lows versus the greenback given the divergence of monetary policies. The Hong Kong Hang Seng Index led to the downside tumbling 3.4%, and China's Shanghai Composite Index traded 1.6% lower. Australia's S&P ASX 200 Index decreased 0.5%, South Korea's Kospi Index fell 2.5%, and India's S&P BSE Sensex 30 Index declined 0.9%. Tomorrow, the International Economic Calendar will provide looks at trade figures from Japan, housing prices from the UK, CPI from Spain, PPI from Italy, as well as confidence reports out of the Eurozone. That concludes the closing Schwab market update as of 4.15 p.m. Eastern Time, 15 minutes after market close for Wednesday, September 28th.